0: The Indianapolis Colts don't do drama. There's almost never any drama with this team. The Kenny Moore situation and the way we've responded to it, I think says more about the Colts' aversion to drama than it does our willingness to respond to it. Uh, Kenny Moore sitting out in an optional OTA. You don't have to participate in this thing. But we know it's because he doesn't necessarily like his contract. He signed a four-year extension for $33.3 million uh, a couple of years ago. There are a couple more years on this deal. He thinks he's being underpaid. I don't think he's sure that the Gus Bradley kind of scheme is going to expose him as the good player that he really is, the pro bowler that he was in 2021. So he's getting a little bit nervous. He's 27 years old, and he wants to make as much money as he can. While the making is good, I get it. This—if this was any other team, you'd be like, "Ah, wh- what are we going to worry about this? This is bubbling to the top of our, you know, the interest." Are you kidding? That's where we are, and that—that that speaks again to the Colts and the quality of the people that they draft. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the Indiana Pacers. The draft coming up in less than a month. They had a workout today, pre-draft workout, not with guys that they would expect to take at six if they stay at six. And I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to move off of six. I, I, I just think that Kevin Pritchard is itchy, and, and he wants to make moves. We'll talk about that coming up and talk about Shaden Sharp. Should he be a guy that the that the uh, Pacers target? Ugh. I don't think so. We'll talk about reasons why. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now. For Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Every single day I tell you, you've got a plumbing problem, they've got a plumbing solution. All you have to do is call them, as many of you have, 765-610-8809. And for those of you who have and have reported back how good they you felt you were treated, how well you felt you were treated, Thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. It makes me feel good that I was able to recommend somebody that worked for you. Um, smash the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports, shall we? And if you want to make a donation, you can, and ask a question. I'll answer it. That's what we do. How drama-free are the Colts, right? It, it, look, it, The most dramatic guy is really Darius Lynn. He's dramatic because he's honest. He tells people the truth. He values the truth in a way that most guys for the Colts don't. Most guys for the Colts, and we'll hear him on Wednesday. They got another media availability. It's a lot of this, and we hear that from Frank Reich all the time, right? You know, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that Matt Ryan fell in our lap. It's another miracle that we got Nick Foles to back him up. Miracle after miracle after miracle this off season, and put the Colts right in the position that they want to be in. This is magnificent. What a what a tremendous off. You know, yap 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 yap. He never makes waves. He never causes causes tumult in the locker room. Ever ever ever. He is the opposite of Bruce Arians. I believe that Frank Reich is an honest person when he's not dealing with the media. I don't believe that he's, you know. Uh, Mr. Glad Tidings every single second of every single day, but I do think that he knows when cameras are on and microphones are hot. I do think he knows that, and drama doesn't help you in football games. So don't be dramatic. I'm not being critical of Frank Reich. He's no fun to listen to, but I'm not being critical. That's how he chooses to run this team. Go ahead. Run the team that way. Chris Ballard, he's a little more honest. Uh, Chris Ballard is almost entirely honest. And never to his detriment, but that's fine. Jonathan Taylor, he says good things. He's a nice guy. Michael Pittman, even though, the, you know, he's got the uh, the Instagram show about his family and, and it's wonderful, he's not grinding any axes. You know, that's not what he does. Iron sharpens iron. Axes sharpen axes, but not on the Michael Pittman and Michael Pittman's family show. Uh, Quentin Nelson, Silent Q. Go ahead. Get him to say something. You can't even get him to say something boring, for God's sake. He is really difficult to interview. He has no interest in what he has to say to anyone. And uh, that makes it kind of fun to talk to him because it's a challenge. Can you ask Quentin Nelson a question that he's interested in enough to give you a full and complete and kind of interesting answer? That's the challenge with Quentin Nelson. i got to tell you, I'm about 0 for 4 in doing that with Quentin Nelson. Arrests for the Indianapolis Colts. Who has been arrested, and why did the arrests stop? Jonathan Newsom, arrested in Zionsville for pot possession back five years ago, six years ago, whenever it was. He was summarily dismissed from the team. It was goodbye, Jonathan Newsom, right? David Perry. I like David Perry a lot, Stanford guy, uh, very interesting guy to talk to. I like David. David was in Scottsdale, Arizona, got a little bit, uh, it, you know, had some, had some beverages, got behind the wheel of a golf cart and wrecked it, and, and tried to elude police, I guess, in the golf cart, and he was arrested. Upon release, he flew back here immediately kind of went into Chris Ballard's office and begged for his job. Uh, Chris Ballard did not listen, and David Perry, gone. DeQuell Jackson, this is a while back, this is before Chris Ballard, uh, he he beat up supposedly a pizza delivery guy. Pizza delivery guy parked in his reserved parking spot. Uh, DeQuell's girlfriend or wife couldn't park. Uh, DeQuell got upset because the the girl was upset. And he went downstairs. And, you know, uh, DeQuell stuck around though. Chris Ballard does not play drama. You want to know how non dramatic Chris Ballard is? Look on Spot Track, right? Where you kind of keep track of all the salaries for people. As soon as anyone posts salary information, they add it on Spot Track. So, like Adam Schefter. If Adam Schefter uh, goes on Twitter and posts, you know, let's say Nick Foles, his salary information, Spot Track grabs it, maybe they confirm it, maybe they just trust Adam, and they plop it into their sort of their uh, uh, database, and then we know how much money Nick Foles is making. Nick Foles, what he signed a, a, a week ago, week and a half ago, his salary information isn't on Spot um, that that's because Chris Ballard doesn't leak that stuff. If if all 32 NFL general managers and all 32 NFL front offices were buttoned up as tightly as the Colts are, Adam Schefter would be running cars and enterprise today. That's what he would be doing. He would have no unique information because Chris Ballard and GMs like him don't share with the media. I think it's interesting, and I like it, because I don't like that kind of quid pro quo activity that occurs and that benefits the national media guys. I think a guy like Mike Chappell should be in line for a heads-up from Ballard before Adam Schefter is, or Jay Glazer. I, I, I would rather see that. The local guys deserve the information. National guys get it because the national guys are in a spot where they can reciprocate and give information to the teams as they like it. Chris Ballard doesn't play that game, and I like that about Chris Ballard. At any rate, this is not a dramatic organization, and we've been talking about Kenny Moore sitting during OTAs while in attendance at this optional activity for, what, a week? It'll be a week tomorrow. they got another OTA tomorrow. We'll see what Kenny Moore does. Kenny Moore is a really good dude, really good guy, and a really good Pro Bowl-level slot corner. He wants to get paid more. He's two years into a four-year extension. Chris Ballard doesn't do that. He waits until one year is left, and then he makes the overture. Because why? Why be in a hurry to do it? He's right. Kenny Moore doesn't like it. We'll see where it winds up. But I think that the the Colts and Kenny Moore, he's going to play And the Colts are going to be fine. This isn't an Aaron Donald situation where Aaron Donald may retire at the age of 31, eight years into his NFL career, because what's he got left to do? And that's the only leverage he's got over the Rams because Aaron is under contract for, what, the next three years. And uh, he's making a lot of money, but he's still got signing bonus money that prorates to this coming year, and and so that makes things a little bit, um, uh, a little bit complicated for Kevin Demoff and Les Snead and Sean McVeigh as they try to get the most dominant defensive player in the league back for another run at a Super Bowl, and and you know we'll see if that happens. I hope he doesn't come back because I don't want more good teams in the way of your Indianapolis Colts. Um, Pacers, pre-draft workout today, and uh, so they worked out, Sasha Stefanovich from Purdue, of course, a shooter. A.J. Green, although I think it's, it's unfair to just categorize Sasha Stefanovich as a, as a shooter because he does do other things. I thought he was a, a legit defender when he was at Purdue. Uh, A.J. Green from Northern Iowa, Grayson Murray of Belmont, Max Abrams of Oral Roberts. Dalen Terry of Arizona, Christian Braun of Kansas. These are not interesting guys, you know. Maybe at 58, when when the Pacers draft last, maybe you wind up taking one of these guys. I think the Pacers are just kind of building a database on available guys, guys who will come in for a workout. Maybe they've got legit, interesting one or two of these guys as far as a draft pick. Maybe somebody looks great. And they sign him to, uh, you know, a training camp deal, something like that. Uh, This is the last day, by the way. The deadline's tomorrow for pulling your name out of the NBA draft and returning to school. Trevion Williams, he's working out for the Lakers today. Uh, The Pacers and Shaden Sharp. Really interesting to me because Shaden Sharp is a guy who athletically is a unicorn. He is an awesome athlete. But he hadn't played since he was a junior in high school. He reclassed after his junior year, went to Kentucky, did not uh, play for Kentucky this past year. He went to the Combine, went through a workout, and then left the Combine. Reclassing is a red flag for me. Um, Leaving the Combine early could be a red flag, depending on the rationale behind it. Uh, Didn't play at UK when I think he could have. That's kind of odd. I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Just some, some of this reminds me of Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings, remember, like class of 08, I think, in high school. And he went to Europe instead of playing in college. Very kind of uh, wired into himself type guy. Awesome athlete. Crazy good athlete. But basketball's a team game. And it's not just athleticism. You've got to be a team guy. Brandon Jennings wasn't washed out of the league. And Shaden Sharp, if you're going to get him, he is going to have to go through a battery of personality tests that leave Kevin Pritchard certain that he's going to be able to play and going to be able to play well and that he's willing to submit to team activities and be a part of a working team, be a functional part of this rather than this guy. Is Shaden Sharp that guy? We know Jaden Ivey is. I like Jaden Ivey. Then get Jaden Ivey, that's terrific. Keegan Murray, not a bad pick, but to me he's kind of like T.J. Warren. I think he's going to be a 20-point-a-game scorer in, in the NBA, whether it's for the Pacers or whomever. And you, you don't scoff at that. But in this draft... You really want to go get the guy that you can kind of build around one way or another. Can the Pacers get that done? Can they, can they get the guy that is going to lift them, that's going to elevate them into relevance in the NBA? That's the key. they got some good young pieces, right? Isaiah Jackson's terrific. Tyrese Halliburton is terrific. Uh, I think Chris Duarte is going to be a much better player than he was as a rookie because I think he's going to be available more often. But he healed Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. Which one of those guys is going to be traded? I think Miles is a ghost. Uh, I don't think the the Pacers are going to reinvest in, in Miles Turner, despite the fact that he's still under contract at $18 million a, a year. I don't think they're going to hold on to Miles Turner. And they've got a projected $25 million in cap space. To go out and get somebody, and they could wind up with more cap space than that. Gonna be interesting. Um, again, Aaron Donald, I don't blame him. He's got a lot of money. If he doesn't love football, bail. You know, he talks about business first and then talks about, oh boy, uh, it's not just business, it's also winning. It, you can't live on those two tracks. It's business, but it's winning. It's winning, but it's business. Which do you want more? What's your highest priority? Is it winning or is it business? Because Aaron Donald is scheduled to make a lot of money the next three years. A lot of money, and he's already taken a lot of money from the Los Angeles Rams. He's earned every dime of it, but he's taken it too. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you. Then it's Hawaiian Shirt Week. This uh, beauty, I I don't even know where I got this or how long I've had, but it's been a long time. And uh, tomorrow two more shirts Thursday two more and then of course Friday because it follows Thursday we'll be out at the fish show having a hell of a time at some point on Friday can't wait fish is wonderful you got to go to